Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a maledictus. Only, I'm not turning into a giant snake or anything. I'm just turning into a grumpy old man. Every day, getting closer and closer. <laughs> Doesn't help when we have to watch this trash. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we are taking a look at Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindel. <laughs> Sorry, that Part was... Part two of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler, I'll... I'll... I'll go ahead and get into the scores like normal, and then I want you to place this in the power rankings of Harry Potter movies. Excuse me? <laughs> you did what now? So Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald, directed by David Yates from 2018. It has a 37% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 56% audience score. These are not good signs for the Harry Potter franchise. Anyways, Tyler, power rankings for the Harry Potter movies. Okay. All right, all right. So, or, or what, what's 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 this this thing called? What, what's what's the the franchise name now? Because they put that, that the Wizarding stupid World. logo, Wiz- Wizarding World the, franchise. They put that stupid logo on this one. Did they do that for the first movie? I think so. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Okay. All uh, right. I'll, I'll allow. All it. right. Let's all see. right. It's it's like if with the Hobbit movies and like we we have dissected those and criticized them heavily, but at least it's not a. Tolkien's Middle <laughs> Earth, and they got a stupid logo the up middle, in front of middle it. Middle Earth Legendarium, like that, yeah. That would just be yeah, the worst. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Quit trying to do a cinematic universe when you're not Marvel. <laughs> just stop it. Just quit. Just call it quits. Like, you're not wrong. We're done. The War of the Cinematic it, Universes was very short and sweet. Unless you're Sony, because by God, we can't stop you, apparently. <laughs> Woo! Um, but I, I want I want the Morbius movie to be successful, but then all of their other spinoffs are not. <laughs> so then all they have is a very awkward crossover movie with Tom Hardy and Jared Leto. <laughs> and nothing else works. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, all right, all right. So- Could you imagine? Tom Hardy... I feel like Tom Hardy just would not put up with Jared Leto's nonsense. Yeah. He just, the real... There'd be news released one day. Oh, on the set of Venom slash Morbius, Tom Hardy beat the absolute crap out of Jared Leto. It's a real, it's a real Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey kind of thing going on there. That's, that's the vibe I get. Apparently, Jared Leto had sent Tom Hardy some teeth. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Uh... Jared Leto is quoted as saying, it helped him get into character, whatever. <laughs> get into the character more. He's got a sharp t- He's a vampire. He's a pointy, vampire, pointy teeth. Get it? Yeah. All right, so track track my grades here. Uh, They're see, teeth. You got to let them teeth things. <laughs> I'm going to go off the top of my head here. Track track my grade and see my grades for the right. Harry Potter franchise and see if this makes right. enough sense. Right, uh, right, right. My, my top, Harry Potter 5, Order of the Phoenix. Right, yep, yep. Uh, yep. I think it's a close one. I'd probably go Goblet of Fire next. Okay. Uh, it, it'd be either that or Prisoner of Azkaban. So we're, we got... Okay, well, those are the same grade, so we're good. Tier two. Uh, okay. Then, 
the other ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, then we'd get. Uh, I think we. I think we'd go sorcerers. I almost said sorcerers apprentice. Sorcerer's stone. Uh, Chamber of secrets. Uh-huh. Uh, These are very accurate. Then I think we got uh, Deathly Hallows Part One. It's probably where that lineup. You have the first Fantastic Beasts a couple of notches above it. You gave that a C minus. We'll give it to him. Why not? <laughs> so we got Fantastic. They Beast. need all. They need all the help they can get. We got Fantastic Beast. Uh, we got Deathly Hallows Part One. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got um, Deathly Hallows. Harry Potter 6 or Deathly Hallows Part 2? Part 2 you gave an F-. I gave it an F- kind of because I was just angry at the whole thing. The whole the whole ordeal. Uh, I, th- I think... I think I will... I think it does make me angry. So I think I will go 6 and then, then Part 2. Uh, so if we're taking Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, we're putting it in that, in that ranking, uh, we, we, we jump... Deathly Hallows Part Two, all right. So it's n- it's not the worst. We, is what you're trying. To I say. think I think we could jump Half Blood Prince. Okay. And then that's that's there. <laughs> okay. It's third worst. <laughs> all right. And mostly just because it doesn't make me as angry as those two movies do. Uh, yeah. But yeah. This movie's not getting a. <laughs> Give me that much. I had a very weird experience with this movie. Didn't like it, but I might be a bit lenient on this one. Not sure. Sure. Also, real, real quick, if anyone has just happened to listen to this for the first times, and for whatever reason you listen to my rankings there, and you're just like, "What in God's name are these people doing?" We got pod. Everything... We did eight hours of this crap. Go listen to it. Nine hours. Uh, sorry, every, every, probably more. Past movie five is crap. Accurate. And most of it is the fault of Half Blood Prince, but whatever. Accurate. <laughs> Woo. All right, what's your best thing and your worst thing about this movie? <laughs> uh, so, uh, what is my worst thing? <laughs> yeah, the, I I I was willing to put money on your worst thing being just J.K. Rowling in general. I don't. D- <laughs> We were, we were talking about this beforehand. Let's go ahead and, and, and quickly touch on this. We can get into it more later if we want to. J.K. Rowling, I don't think, has a talent for script writing. I think, I really, like we, I mean, I reread the books when we went back to the movies. I think they're great. I think she's a excellent storyteller, uh, regardless of whatever she might be doing after the fact in terms of adding things to the canon that don't need to be there. Uh, yeah. But... I don't think her sensibilities. I think I think she likes a lot more room to sort of spread out and plan these plot beats and do these flashbacks. She and, likes and these, she likes long intricate plots. She she likes set, she likes mysteries basically. I mean she she likes yeah. to to set up these sort of uh, easy to easy to to like kind of unravel these these intricate plots that like you can see like where these things come come together and like how each each bit lays into the next one. She likes plotting this very. Uh, in a very detailed fashion, her dialogue, I think, reading the books is is fairly, uh, I want to say bland necessarily, but but that's kind of what I'm it's going mundane. for. Mundane, yeah. It's it's just it's it's pretty standard. She just kind of it's it's a vehicle for characters to express themselves, and she does a, a decent enough job of it. Um, and I I think that when you try to tell her to put all of that into the actual uh, 
into basically the, the movies where you are only talking with dialogue. You can you can show things, but as far as what is getting written on the page, you are putting dialogue there and you're giving brief descriptions of what's happening. And so it's right. like, I I think that she is too hard into the the book writing mode. I think I think that's too much how her brain is wired, and I don't think she really understands how to adapt something visually. I, th- I mean that that's how I felt for the last two of these because these are kind of uniquely now just just for some context because a lot of people might not know this. J.K. Rowling wrote the scripts for both Fantastic yes. Beast movies. These are kind of hers as opposed to the other movies. The, the Harry Potter movies, right. which are adaptations of her work. Right. Uh, and so... I, this is... We can blame her mostly for this. Yes, yes. We can... We can as turn. opposed to the movies. Where... Uh, the, the Harry Potter movies, where it's like, no, the, the books... The, the books had it. You, you, just, <laughs> you, you messed it up. You messed it up. Yeah, and... I, I think these are kind of... I think it shows in what I, what I was talking about with her kind of not really understanding how to... Because, like, movies are an auditory and visual medium we're not just processing words in our brain and, and sort of filling in the world and the, the details and the, the context. Like yeah. we're, you know, it's, it's just a completely different thing. And I think these two movies are kind of uniquely, uh, I, I don't want to be mean and say just incompetent, but that's, that's kind of what I'm getting out of just sort of terms of being able to watch them. Like they, they just don't feel like movies. <laughs> they feel very, sort of flat and and there's a lot of little details that just sort of get swept under the rug because they don't they they aren't emphasized enough by what the movie is actually showing and doing so there's a lot of conversations that kind of just flow by and I don't know it's it's really I think there it's the Star Wars prequels a little there's bit too yes. much there's too much taking this exposition at face value and you should automatically care about the characters because hey they're in this movie yes uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's it. Really, is George Lucas syndrome <laughs> in terms of in terms of George having full kind of control over, like, hey, I'm going to write this script. Full example, like perfect, perfect example. Um, I don't even remember the names of these characters. Yeah, what's what's Eddie Rudman's character? Newt. Yeah, his 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 brother, like Theon. <laughs> Isn't it like Theseus or something? Yes, something like yeah. that. Why is he in this movie? Like, what? It's a good question. And, and 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 they try to build up like a conflict between the two of them. Like, there's the the bit where a chick from Alien Covenant like sends him flying backwards, and Newt goes, "That might be the greatest moment of my Wait, life." Wait, is she is she in Alien Covenant? Yeah, she's the main chick in that. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, I I I, I could have sworn you knew that. No. You, do you oh, think well, I remember something from Alien Covenant? Well, now you, know. you could. She, she, it, her in a prequel just spells disaster. We've we've joked about um, before about how the uh, there there's this sort of uh, feeling. I think be, a lot of them, in a lot of ways because of the way that Hollywood cast these these actresses that there's there's like a a group of actresses that I I always have a hard time keeping track of because I feel like they use them very interchangeably. Um, and I think I think a lot of them have started to grow into their own roles. But talking about like um, Emily Blunt, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Brie Larson, several characters in Scott Pilgrim, uh, and like there there is some. I feel like there are s- several actresses who kind of have that same that same personality and, and seem to get cast in that sort of role a lot. 
uh, where right. they're you know kind of maybe the the action girl or something like that. Um, Catherine Waterston is the actress we're talking about. Sure, Tina. You so so like and, and she is the main the main actress in Alien Covenant, Tyler's favorite movie from twenty seventeen. So you could or like I I joke about this thing about the actresses. I'm ignoring you. Uh, that that's full ju- justified in this case. I joke about this thing about the actresses. Uh, and and it's 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 just me like I'm not I'm not actually I understand the differences between these actresses and I I enjoy watching them and they have different strengths. You could literally yeah. tell me anybody was the protagonist of Alien Covenant and I would not be able to like be like oh is are you is that really who that is like it it and that's the thing is that. This is, and, and I should state that I watched this movie, or we watched this movie separately. Yes. So because of that, we weren't able to kind of like bounce off. Just we like should have watch- watched this together. We really should. That would have been an experience. Uh, this, because I went into this movie knowing pretty much everything that happens. Sure. Even though almost nothing happens. Sure. And Tyler went in completely clean. Yes. He knew nothing. Absolutely. Uh, I was both. I was both let down and got more than I could have possibly wanted. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, so this this was the most I have ever felt, the most existential dread I've ever felt about <laughs> being being half an hour into this movie that I am just watching alone <laughs> in my apartment and being like, oh dear God, I ha- I can't do- I have to pay attention enough to talk about this movie for an hour and a half or whatever. <laughs> I like yeah. I can't just ignore it. Like I have to sit here and watch this since Alien Covenant. Like the, the experiences like said, were almost Catherine Waterston the same. in a prequel. It spells disaster. It was just the worst. Then it, then it, like the next day after this gets released, they're going to announce Catherine Waterston in Black Widow prequel. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I feel like there was somewhere that we started with that conversation and it kind of just continued to spiral outside. I still haven't said my worst thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I was talking about uh, the, the, the the brother and, and the bit where, where Tina knocks him backwards and then, then Newt goes, oh, that might be the greatest moment of, uh, in my life. Right. I'm like, did you hate him, though? I'm very confused on this relationship because well, he, he starts the movie off trying to get Newt a job. Well, because he... She, it's. I think that's. I. I literally don't even remember the moment that you're talking about. But uh, it's. It's when they start running into the ministry because they've got to go find the file or whatever in Lita Lestrange's whatever. I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, because uh, it, it's like Amazing Spider-Man Two, where everybody just can run into everyone else. Sure, Theseus sees them and just starts chasing them. Well, but what what it is is there's there's a love triangle between them. Where it's like she's marrying Theseus, the Seuss, uh, but Eddie Eddie Redman loved her. But they never talk about it. Like they never discuss. It's, like I'm mad at you because you're think, marrying my girl. There's never enough of a discussion sure, sure, for between me to, the actual for brothers. me to feel that Newt is angry at Theseus for stealing his girl, and we don't even know. I wasn't really clear on what happened. I didn't know if Lita broke up with with Newt or if Newt yes, broke that up was, with Lita. I had no idea what was going on or how I should feel. That about. was the bigger thing because it was just like oh, because like she was in the last. She, there was a picture of her in the last movie, I believe. Yes, uh, but they never like. 
And maybe I'm I wrong. literally maybe, just realized maybe there's some throwaway dialogue I missed because this movie's dense, but it, it's dense and yet it has nothing going on. It's very bizarre. Quick note. Um, quick note. I literally yeah. just realized that you're talking about Tina and not Lita being the one <laughs> in Alien. That's how. That's how much I'm just like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Alita Lestrange, the actress who plays her, is Angel in X Men First Class. Right. No wonder I didn't. I like I. I feel like I would have associated more rage with her. If not can be. Not to be confused with Angel from either X Men: The Last Hand or X Men: Apocalypse. <laughs> Naturally. What? It, All what these franchises are stupid. <laughs> Boy. I love them to death, but they're all just the worst. I don't know about this franchise, though. This is a, eh, eh. Um, What's your worst thing, Tyler? Like, literally, I don't, I don't this even know what you're thinking. What was your best thing again? Can I you, didn't say my best can thing. You read I didn't say my best thing. Oh, oh we, we haven't even. My. <laughs> This movie. We don't even know how to unpack this movie. This movie's just, just, just mad. Thinking about utter thinking madness. about this movie is like trying to pick up sand. It's like it's it's all just flowing through my hands as I like. I'm like, wait, did that it's happen? Coarse and rough and irritating and exactly, it gets everywhere. exactly. Uh, but it's no, it, it legitimately. I just like I try to like hold one aspect of it in my mind, and I'm like, wait. But then, was there more? My quote on the poster for this movie is, "It's impossible to clean up." <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I come on, you gotta have something. I have everything. It, it's. I think my worst thing is just that this movie expects you to care. <laughs> like, it's it, not a best thing, but okay. No, the my. We'll get to the best thing in a second. I have my best thing. Um, but this movie just kind of does things and expects you to go along and be like, oh, I love these characters. And, like, there's a lot of character stuff. There's there's Queenie. She becomes a proto-Death Eater because, I guess, she thinks he has good ideas. I don't know. Like, I don't... That happens. She's also a terrible person. She... she, she uh, yeah, she tries to uh, brainwash someone into marrying her and then... I'm sorry. Switch the genders on that, and it gets all sorts of uncomfortable. Yes, because like, and it's it's so weird how the movie because the movie's like, oh, it's okay, they're in love. She j- he just won't marry her because it's too dangerous. So now it's fine that she's trying to like completely mind wipe him. Like, well, the best part is they even bring it like they push it to the furthest degrees where we're uh, what, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the muggle, the, J- or oh, excuse me, no Madge because J- these movies are stupid. Jared, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Kowalski, that's his name. Yeah, but that bit where where Jacob runs up to her and, and he's like, Queenie, wh- when were you gonna lift the spell when when we were like when we already had three kids? And I'm like, don't, don't quit digging the hole. <laughs> this is making it so much worse. Like, imagine if, if Jacob was the wizard and he bewitched her into wanting to marry him, like. I'm sorry, with especially because I, I don't want to get on a, like a political soapbox or anything, sure. but especially like with how political and progressive J.K. Rowling likes to be. Sure, it's weird that she doesn't have that kind of foresight because at no point are they like, "No, Queenie, what you did is absolutely wrong." Like they don't right. play her as like the worst person alive, or at least they don't have her show like regret over her action. And 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 the thing the is, the movie has a lot of sympathy for her. It'd be one thing. And, 
It'd be one thing yeah. if that was a, that was an element that was an element early in the movie, and then that gets resolved somehow. But they—that's like the springboard for her turning into. Uh, I'm just going to call them Death Eaters because I don't know what Grindelwald's crew is supposed to be. But she ends up siding with Grindelwald at the end. Oh, they're wizard Nazis. Yeah, they're re- wizard Nazis. Uh, just, just whatever. But they're, they're, we'll get to that. Uh, but there is uh, like that. That's a whole plot line. Um, there's the whole thing where Tina and Eddie Redmayne uh, they delay them getting back together over a simple misunderstanding because Tina. In a, sees a magazine that somehow mess, messes up who Lita is marrying, and so I felt like I was I was watching an episode of like a soap opera or something. Yes, but they they delay that reunion so long. Oh, Newt, I'm so happy for you. You're getting married to this girl. No, no, the magazine like is uh, wrong. Like it's incorrect. Yeah, and and him trying to explain that to her, <laughs> the scene goes on for half an hour. <laughs> I'm like, Newt, I know you're, like, socially awkward, and, and you know, like, you have a hard time, especially because it's a girl you like, and you have a hard time talking to her. But come on. Spit point it a out. To point B, straight line. D- doesn't need to be a, a wide curve that goes around, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the curvature of the earth, man. Uh, there's there's that. There's the fact that, I mean, Credence. Like, Credence, we just are expected to, like... Everything with Credence is just a giant black hole in this movie. He he suffered, and and he's very grim all the time, and therefore... Also, he didn't die. He did not die. We're not going to explain how he's still alive. You just have to take our word for it. The man is still alive. But he... Even though he clearly blew up, and everybody mourned him at uh, the end of the last one. it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he, he whatever. He's very he's very sen- This is one of the worst most obvious retcons I've seen in a major franchise. Sure. Like which is weird because don't I'm, they I'm have gonna all be, these plans? I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm going to be comparing this to Spectre a lot. Sure. <laughs> Spectre did it better. Yeah. But but don't I don't know. Anyway, um, I was expecting Johnny Depp to say to Credence at one point, "I'm the author of all your pain." <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, hey, B- Blofeld's design inspector would have been better if they gave him uh, the weird eye and the, and the white, the white spiky hair. <laughs> Especially, quit it with the retcons. None of the in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows movies, we see Grindelwald at two various points in his life, and he doesn't have the weird eye thing. Sure. Why? I don't know. Uh, but that that seems like something we're continuing. Continuing, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if I should blame that on everyone else or if that's just a Johnny Depp thing because he likes being covered in makeup and stuff. Continuing along with my worst thing, uh, Credence, and we can get all in, into all this in a little more detail as well. Although I don't know how much detail we have to provide, but like Credence, he uh, he's sad, and we're supposed to like him, and then at the end, he's related to Dumbledore somehow, and that's supposed to be a big deal. <laughs> The best part is they they try and come up with with these like really elaborate backstories to explain how he's a Lestrange. Yes, and and they waste like twenty minutes of screen time going through two different potential backstories. Uh, and also not one but two. Which which does bring me to Lita Lestrange. Just, and then they just throw it out the window and go, no, he was a Dumbledore all along. And then then. David Yates and J.K. Rowling li- literally flip you the bird at the end of the movie and say, we'll see you in two but, years, idiots. But that brings me also to Lita, Lita Lestrange, who, like, switches her brother and is like, I just wanted some time away from him on a sinking ship. 
It's like there's no way that you get your bro- like even if if someone like if if he survives, you've you've now complete and also you're still holding a baby like what? I know you're a kid, but like you you got you got to use some logic here. Like I don't. Also, what also, are you going for? Like, you, can't you go like to different levels of the ship? Like probably go up on top. You know, look out at the stars and the, the like. I know at the, at the time it's like a storm, but like other nights, sure. as she's like growing, her hatred for this little baby's growing. It's like go get some fresh air, maybe. Let's go look at the stars let and the, the ocean. Let that nice sea air roll over you. You know, get get get. Some and then salt jump off the boat because you're a terrible person. <laughs> but that's the thing too is that with her, she's supposed to be like. Does she die at the end, or does she go with Grindelwald? I don't remember. No, she does die because she she fakes Grindelwald out in in a non surprise. Sure, uh, where she's like, "I'll join you, Grindelwald," and and like she she holds his hand and then she right. just lets go and she tries to attack him and then he just kills her. Right. I'm like, there was there was nothing nothing there. Accurate. Uh, and then, and then Theseus is like freaking out. He's like, "Oh no, my my betrothed, she's dead." And I'm like, "I don't know who you are." And and again, that's my thing is that like. We see a, we do see a flashback with her at some point where we see that she was also bullied. J.K. Rowling, I think, has started to with these movies develop the idea that like being uh, sort of victimized. And I don't I don't want to use that in like the I know that that online discourse is, uses a lot of like the the victim snowflake like like I'm not I'm not trying to go there. I'm just saying that like. Her backstory. Tyler, are you victim shaming? Yes. Sounds like you're victim. But shaming. but she seems to feel that hashtag victim shaming that people being victimized is an entire backstory. Like that that that's enough to like. We don't need any other nuance. Yeah, or that any other like, details about her something life. bad yeah. happened to this person. Like something bad to happen to Lita and to Credence, and, and like like they've had rough ba- rough lives, and that's kind of all we get about them. You uh, know what's sad. I think it would have been more interesting if we just had a prequel series set at Hogwarts, but it's Newt and Lita and all these characters, but they're just going to school. Yes, I agree. You know, I, I, the flashback came... You might, you might think at first, oh, that would just be way too derivative of Harry Potter, and I'd go, yeah, but it'd probably make more sense. <laughs> the the flashback is, is... It comes out of nowhere. It's very jarring. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but it is... The, like uh, one of the better parts of the movie, I'd argue, where it's like, oh, we get to see these characters. They're young and they're cute, great. They're they're having good times at Hogwarts or bad times, as it were. Uh, also, McGonagall's there, but like we never see her. She just like talks from like twenty feet back off the camera. It's a little strange. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like if you're gonna do it, like... <laughs> it's like shouldn't that be fan? Like that be where you pull in the fans? Why why is McGonagall a voice almost off screen? Where Nagini gets again a backstory about how oh she's suffering because she's going to turn into a giant snake and get beheaded by ne- Neville Longbottom someday. Like what? What are we getting out of this? Also, doesn't Nagini? Doesn't she not like Grindelwald? I guess. But then she joins the next wizard Hitler. I don't. Oh, oh! Don't worry. In the sequels, they'll explain it. Probably. I, I believe that. I have enough faith in this franchise and, and these creators I, that they'll explain it. They'll have it make sense, and it will be emotionally satisfying. What's your over under on whether or not we get to, uh, or on on how many of these movies we get? Do you think? Do you think I bet we get one more? Do you think we'll hit three? and That'll be it. I think I we'll think... get one more. Uh, potentially one after that. 
I think so. You're 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 put, I'm I, three and a half is your over under. I, I yeah. I think I yeah, I think I take three because yeah. I, it's just yeah. Um, this it, this feels like the Amazing Spider-Man two. It feels like there's just so much just pushed <laughs> together in one movie. It's not cohesive in the slightest. There's a couple of minor things where it's like okay, I can go with that. I guess I like the Amazing Spider-Man two a lot more than this, by the way. Um, but at the end, you're just like. What did I watch? Yeah. And now you expect me to watch like 50 more of these things? So you're probably... You couldn't even get this one to work. So you're probably wondering what my best thing is. Um, it, would, it would definitely have to be the moment when uh, white, supremi- white supremacist, excuse me, I uh, don't want to mumble that word, uh, Johnny Depp, uh, he, he takes a hit from the... Also a, a notorious woman hater, Johnny sure. Depp. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not talking about Johnny Depp the actor i'm i'm saying it just johnny depp is in this movie and in this oh, I'm, movie I'm, I'm joking as well because we don't actually know all the facts on sure, that but whatever but in this movie he he lists off a number of of slurs for muggles um was really thinking just they'd actually just slip in a racist you know slur at some point like an actual one just to you know really seal the deal <laughs> i was expecting that yeah. uh so anyway uh sorry I, I i guess i should i should i should say wizard supremacist Johnny Depp, uh, he he takes a hit from the 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 vision bong of destiny, and it <laughs> it it tells him about World War Two, and that's I think that's my best thing. Oh, that that felt so out of place. <laughs> like I get it. Like, what, what is this movie? But these movies, <laughs> he, just, he just takes the hit, and then there's just like tanks and an atom bomb, and, a, and he's like, "This is what we're up against." And I'm like, "What are you talking? What's happening? How did like, I get here?" It should have been a circle where they're passing around uh, like a marijuana <laughs> cigarette, right? Passing a joint around, just I was, like I was just waiting for for uh, <laughs> Grindelwald to go. Yeah, but uh, what about a broom that runs on water, man? <laughs> I don't I don't know what I don't know what I was watching. That's my best thing. <laughs> you, you didn't know what you were watching. That's your best thing. Just in that moment. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um What's my best thing? I think my best thing's just going to be a mix of uh uh Eddie Redmayne, uh Dan Fogler as as Jacob and then maybe Catherine Waterston. I, I like Tina in this. I I like the three of them. Uh-huh. Every time they were on screen, I'm like, okay, I don't want to slip my wrist. This is actually pretty fun. I remember them. We we kind of liked these characters in the first movie. The mo- first movie was boring as all get out. Sure. Um, and and much like as it is with normal franchises that get worse and worse, they take the worst qualities of that movie and just amplify them times a million. Um. But I, I, I like all those characters, especially just like Jacob. Jacob should not be in this story, but he's con- like they almost make that a joke where it's, it's it's like he's just constantly excited, even though he doesn't really have that much of a bearing on on what happens. Yep, I don't know. I enjoy them a lot, and funnily enough, um, I've really come around on Eddie Redmayne because um, obviously we watched Jupiter Ascending at some point. And I was like, this guy, like. I'm sure he's a great actor, but this is unforgivable. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. I like Eddie Redmayne a lot. I, I, I like Newt Scamander a lot yeah. as a character. Yeah. Um, this movie doesn't lose 
that at least it doesn't damage his character irreparably mm. which is nice um every time where it turns into a an actual fantastic beasts movie i was like all right this yeah. is fun this is yeah. a good bit of fun the problem is we've got that we've got we've got this weird credence uh snake movie where, where we have no idea what's happening because this mystery is nonsensical and then we've got wizard hitler he's killing babies <laughs> These things do not go together. This is this movie is just so jarring in its tones and its feels. I had no yeah. idea what was happening for a lot of it. Um, yeah, that's my best thing. I, I think the the leading performance and even Johnny Depp. I didn't hate Johnny Depp in this. Uh-huh. I would argue maybe he's not in it enough. Um, and it's very clear to me. Maybe this is because it's post-divorce Johnny Depp. Maybe. I, I don't actually know the timeline of the production. But he seems to care and be invested a lot more than he was the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked him a lot. Oh, especially because... Looks aside, because he looks like an evil monster man. He, his performance, like, in, in his charisma that he brings out as Grindelwald, in, in terms of trying to entice people, I th- I think for the most part that works. Mm. So, I don't know. Script lets them all down, but, you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Sure. Um, my worst thing's everything with Credence. The mystery, Ezra Miller just not having anything to do because he doesn't know what movie he's in. Because sure. he's like, wait, how, do, how am I alive? What? Um, the Dumbledore reveal at the end, all of it terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Worst thing ever. It was it, I, I was having serious PTSD back to Spectre. <laughs> yeah. With with the, with the brother reveal. I was having serious PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? I I And I just wonder if if JK Rowling like <coughs> genuinely thinks the Credence is an interesting character or if she was like the fans really like this guy, even though it, the fans y- don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's really. I don't know what her thesis statement was coming into this movie. That's really my confusion as well, and, and kind of talking about how this movie expects you to just sort of care. Like, there's a lot yeah. of that. There's a lot of just uh, here's characters. They're important to you because they're in this franchise. Yeah. Um, well, even then, like, I don't want to start getting into the logic of things particularly because it's a fantasy world and whatever, but when, like, the opening sequence, which is supposed to be, oh, it's this this fun, crazy escape heist thing, it's a, ch- a chase scene, and we get, we get figure out a little bit about Grindelwald's character and why he acts the way he does. But when you, when you throw out port keys are a thing, flu powder's a thing, why do you guys need to fly? Yeah. I don't know. Like, just a very basic thing for an opening sequence, and it just all falls apart. Oh, yeah, that whole opening sequence happened, didn't it? Yes, and it's utter nonsense. Also, the, the going off of that, the, the like, unbreakable vow thing, whatever, blood pact, whatever it was, uh, the, the little... That's another bit of <clears throat> weird non-pandering pandering, as I like to call it. Sure. Um, if you're going to have Dumbledore and Grindelwald be in a, it, at least at one time in, in, a, in a homosexual romantic relationship 
actually have the guts to show it. Yeah, that that was be the other like, thing is that they were romantically involved. There is the don't don't just be like oh they were more than brothers. Like that's. <laughs> that, I just wonder about gay people watching this movie if they feel like fulfilled and it's like oh I'm being represented right. on screen. But they're not and being I, represented on screen because they're skirting around the actual. Yes. Like everybody in the room knows. Oh, J.K. Rowling made this a thing. She she was like Dumbledore's yes. been gay all along. Yeah. But then they don't. Right. It, it's it's so this movie is so tone deaf in what it's trying to achieve. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, even like in, in small little things like like that and the opening sequence, like it just it fails. It's very. Not, I mean, that one specifically, I want to I sit on this for a second, because it's a very unself-aware of J.K. Rowling, because yes. one of the biggest criticisms that's been lobbied Which at Which I would argue current-day J.K. Rowling is not very self-aware. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that, she is very much world. just trapped in her, in her own bubble. But one of the biggest criticisms is that she she is adding all this stuff, and, and she's kind of messing with this idea of the death of the author and the fact that the the author does not have the final say on a work once the work has been created and she's just been continuing to sort of add these details to be like oh this is a canon thing this is this is real um yeah and it's it's not so much that i guess as it is like it's it's that and and not all of it has been in the service of like i'm trying to be more progressive but a lot of it has a lot of it has been her trying to sort of expand on this and be like oh i actually all my characters are very like the harry potter books already jk rowling is a very political person sure sure like if you go and look at her twitter and stuff like she is a very political person so i i don't think you can just kind of push that away yes if you if if you know that going into something like this right where where it's attempting to be politically and, sophisticated yes and and so the sort of the 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 biggest icon the biggest moment of of this and, and sort of this the thing that started this kind of rift between her and and the the public at large where, where before she had this great legacy of the books and then she she made this declaration that dumbledore was gay and and specifically has has a later kind of emphasize this in, a, in an even sort of more vulgar way like she, where she was oh, like yeah. oh yeah she was she was like oh yeah Grindelwald and Dumbledore they were getting it on yeah and it was it like was it very, was intense it was very weird it's like who was asking <laughs> uh and and so that's but that's sort of my thing is that like basically she's established this right she said that this is the case and, and yeah. even though there's I, I don't I feel like the books there's not a lot of subtext for that um, I, I, I guess I could see it there, and obviously they don't, like, discount it. My last read-through of the Harry Potter books, I did not get a hint of any of it. Yeah, it really does not feel like she put anything in there. This would be the time when you are going back to a prequel where you have a young Dumbledore um, being played by a good actor. And, and, you know, I, I quite... Oh, I, I probably would add Jude Law into my yeah, best thing. I, qu- I quite like cast. Jude like, Law. Jude, Jude, it's similar to Ewan McGregor as, as Obi-Wan, yes. where it's just like, oh... You perfectly embody the younger version of this guy. Exactly. And so you've got this this excellent uh, sort of representation of the, the character when he was younger, when it's kind of... you can kinda... Now I'm just imagining Jude Law in the Star Wars prequels as, as Obi-Wan. <laughs> That's interesting. It's not, not a Anyways, bad idea. Or Ewan McGregor as Dumbledore. He's or Ewan McGregor as Dumbledore. Anyways, continue. <clears throat> um, but there's... You, you've, got, you've got this representation of the character when he's a lot younger. He, you can separate it from... Oh, we're telling you that this old man is gay. Why, you know, like it's kind of a, a strange uh, dichotomy, I guess. Where you now you can you can represent this character and you can represent you know their sexuality or what have you in some yeah. way, and and I get that that would be it's hard to do that in a way that's not just completely pandering and being like, hey, 
Dumbledore is gay. That's not really important to this movie, but isn't it cool? Like, I, I always say that I see why they didn't want to do that. But I feel like you have to do that in some way so that you can, you can kind of put your money where your mouth is and say, hey, I've been trying to be this progressive person uh, by saying all this stuff after the fact and not really having it in the actual text. Here's, here's the thing where I am writing this and I'm, I'm writing this character again and I'm showing you this is how it works. And, the, and, and so I'm finally... If I may... Go for it. If I may, I'm going to bring up Avengers Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mild spoilers, even though it's not really spoilers. And also the movie's been out a little bit while. The the official spoiler ban for Endgame is over, so. Uh, We're not going to, we're not getting (laughs) extensive. I'm talking about one particular scene. It's very early on in the movie. Shut up. Um, if you haven't seen it by now and you're listening to this podcast where we literally reviewed every single one of those <coughs> MCU movies, yeah. you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Um, but also go see Endgame and come back. <laughs> the scene where Steve is talking to all the people and he's trying to like be a yes. guidance counselor for these people. And and one of the Russo brothers is playing the guy who's who's talking about, well, you know, I went on a date with this guy and, and we were both we, – we were crying at different times during the meal because half the universe is gone. I'm like, oh, he's gay. But they didn't make a big deal about it. It was just a part of the conversation. Yes. And that's just Excellent. a single scene yes. with a minor nothing character. And, it, like, it didn't feel like pandering. It just felt like, oh, that's like a – it's it's a normal conversation. Yeah. And I, and I think that sort of on a, on a large – and that, I think that, that especially is very nice because that is the actual director – yeah. Of the movie, who clear like he's like this is yeah this is a thing that I think is I I don't even know he may be gay I'm not I'm not sure I have no uh, idea but it, it's yeah it, it works really well and and I think that I mean I straight white dude hard for me to say much about representation beyond kind of what I can perceive my my perception is that that is the goal of representation maybe on a on a larger uh, you know kind of uh, range and affecting the actual kind of major characters in a movie I I think that's the yeah. ideal but. Yeah, that that's where you that's where you want to get to, and and that's where kind of we as a as a culture I think want to get to with progressive uh, displays is that you you are having this just be normal. It's just like yep, we're we're not gonna like over sexualize this. We're not gonna underrepresent. Turn it. It's it's not like they turned it into a joke or, yes. or you know something else either. Like it wasn't part of the discussion. They didn't have Steve go. Wait, you're gay? Yeah. It, 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 it was Again. just like, oh, it's a normal part of life. Because, hey, there are gay people that exist. And, and, <laughs> like, and another part of it, too, is the fact that Captain America is nodding along. Like, yeah, but, you know, that's awesome. I'm really glad. I'm really now, happy for I have to. I have to play devil's advocate for this. Um, sure. Big movies like this get released to China. Sure. And China is very not progressive when it comes to social issues. Counterpoint. Are you aware how much money Endgame made in China? <laughs> yeah, all the money. <laughs> it made all the money. The answer I, is all of the money. I, I'm just saying, from a studio perspective, in terms of oh, we don't, we want to make sure we don't upset them by having a major character be a gay person. It's not the right type of thinking they should be having. Sure, but I understand it from a business perspective. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I am curious. I'm not saying I... they're right, but I, I'm just throwing that out there as a potential reason why they kind of left it before semi-ambiguous, or they left it up to the the audience's imagination. 
before I say anything more uh, on the on this discussion about homosexuality in a film uh, on our Crimes of Grindelwald podcast, uh, oh, dead air, good, it's very good. Okay, so the uh, and I I just looked this up, and of course I'm finding articles talking about how the 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 scene in Endgame was was not enough. Which is, sure, sure, and, and like I said, the idea would be to get the representation to. I'm sorry, that's a million times better than this movie. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, and, and and there's a whole other conversation to be had about how the MCU started under Ike Perlmutter, and and Ike Perlmutter was the guy who said that Black Widow merchandise wouldn't sell, and immediately after he was ousted, the the kind of like next few movies in production included Captain Marvel, Black Panther, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, which is. I, I don't know that that's so much representation because, but I mean, it is a female director, co-director at least. So there's that. Uh, but basically, like the films got like infinitely more progressive. They, they've they've greenlit Shang Shang Chi, Shang Shang Chi. Not sure how to pronounce that. I've never tried to outside of a comic book. I believe it's Shang Chi. Shang Chi. That sounds right. They probably sound like an idiot. It's fine. I have a cold. Um, you racist. <laughs> but my point is that I, I think there is a whole other conversation to be had about Endgame in terms of the fact that it is trying to celebrate the movies that came before it, which largely, largely stall, star straight white dudes. But, yes, I, I think that is an example of how you can you can address this sort of thing in a way that is, you know, normalizes that. It makes it, it, makes it like, okay, you know, we're this is a thing. And again, well, that's that's how you do it in a way so audiences will accept it. Like particularly for for audiences like China, where you're like, oh, we don't know how this is going to fare. Normalize it. Don't make it a big deal. Just have it be like a normal part of the story. Yeah, Act, just like, like these are characters. Like, don't call don't call attention to it, and you'll be fine. Yeah, and and hopefully make the world a little better while you're at it. Like it's yeah, it's it's that sort of thing where. <sighs> This and I don't. I don't even consider myself a particularly progressive sure, person. Sure, but, but well, these things just seem very <laughs> obvious to me in terms of it's uh, like, like pandering it, versus not pandering. If you're listening to this conversation and, and you you know have a serious problem with homosexuality, I, I don't know if I want to say that's fine necessarily. But I I I I I get why people have that mindset. That's 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 an entrenched thing. Um, I don't see how it's that much of a problem to allow people to just kind of have their their space and be able to to sort of feel normal in society like you know you, what what's the hate hate the sin love the sinner like like take that mindset if that's if that's how you feel about it i feel like long story short this movie should have taken the opportunity for jk rowling to finally be like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna show that all the stuff i've been saying it's real. I I believe in this. I you know yes. What what? However you may feel about the things she's saying. We've got two A list actors in a male actors in in a romantic relationship in this big budget movie. Yes, or that were in a yes. romantic relationship, and we're going to show there it. There has to be some way to to show that and be like, hey, this is canon. This is this really happened. This is or at least to, to the movie universe, this is canon. And I I know we've spent like a really long time on this, which is a lot well, more political than is, like the things well, that we the, normally the talk about. The only thing is but, they build a plot device to prevent them from having to go into it. Instead of just being 
Dumbledore was in love with Grindelwald, he can't just go and confront him because the relationship was too strong and he just can't emotionally deal with that. Sure. They have a, a stupid unbreakable vow thingy like it's a literal device that newt (laughs) grabs at the end yes he somehow sneaks that off of of grindelwald and gives it to dumbledore the the niffler does it oh even better excuse (laughs) me the 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 fantastic beast because remember this movie is called fantastic beasts now that we're off the problematic problems this this might be i'm comparing it to all the major movies tonight Fantastic Beasts The Crimes of Grindelwald is the worst title that I've I've heard since Batman vs. Superman Dawn of yes. Justice in terms of oh you're telling us your movie's a mess without even having me have to watch it <laughs> that's very accurate I wasn't thinking of that that's The Amazing Spider-Man 2 you got no idea you're just, it's the next Amazing you're like, Spider-Man okay this seems movie. like it could be good now it's not the Amazing Spider-Man: the, the Rise of the Sinister Six. That would be a true warning sign. Amazing Spider-Man: Electro and Goblin are born. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, Spectre. Christoph Waltz was Bond's brother the whole time. Uh, yeah, and I think that's how I felt about this since like I was I was fairly open minded about the plot itself, but from the beginning I've been very confused about the fact that we're turning these movies into a backstory on the deep Nazi wizard battle. Uh that is the lore <laughs> fairy like how did we get here? And how did we get here in movie two? I think that's another well, it, major it's, aspect it's of this. It's strange because it, it's 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 a weird it's prequelitis. Um, and it feels very much like the X-Men movies where you have the modern day movies the the X-Men movies and the Harry Potter movies they don't really interact that much with what's going on in in the human world like they don't really coincide with actual modern political events but then you go back to the prequels and it's set into the the, the 20s and the 30s or with the X-Men movies the 60s, 70s, 80s, Mm -hmm. and 90s then they start interacting with actual events that were happening at the time yeah and it's to me personally, it feels very jarring. Yeah, I think most people like, would agree. And I Harry think also Potter they wasn't dealing with like nine eleven and stuff. Why are we dealing with <laughs> World War Two? I don't know. You're not wrong. I thought this was about wizards <laughs> and atom bombs. I guess and atom bombs. Apparently, uh, we just skipped the World War Two part. We went straight to the atom bomb. I just... nuke the Muggles is the only way to be sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, I it it really is. It's so strange how I mean it. It really does give me vibes to the Amazing Spider-Man two, where it was like, oh, that movie was coming out, and they were already announcing plans for a Sinister Six movie, like not Spider-Man yeah. and the Sinister Six, but it was going to be the Sinister Six have their own movies somehow. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be, I guess, it was going to be like a anti-hero thing like it was going to be real dumb that's uh, like saying there's going to be a nagini credence spin-off exactly and that's like oh oh you mean the worst element of the whole freaking movie you're just going to make that a thing all I right argue, i know what not to see i would argue in a lot of ways the first movie has a lot in common with amazing spider-man 2 already in terms of like trying to set up all these plot threads that it's like oh we're gonna make this a big thing and it's way too fast we did not yeah. get a chance to just enjoy newt He's when Eddie Randman gets the, like you were saying when he gets the chance to just sort of 
be cool with his beast. That opening scene where he goes into his suitcase or wherever he is, uh-huh. his home, uh-huh. and he's talking to the, the lady that kind of helps him take care of the place, and he's like, oh, you can leave, I got it. And it's just, he, he's riding the little, the, the seahorse yeah, yeah, yeah. thing in the water or whatever. Like, this is great. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly a little, like, Loch Ness reference. Like, it's... it's yeah, can, can, I get a, can I get a whole movie about Newt just taking care of these animals? Exactly. And various shenanigans we, that happen we, in his house? We already missed the chance for that in the first one, and now we're compounding it by just kind of shoving all of that to the side. It gets maybe, like, two or three scenes where he actually is like, oh, I'm really enjoying interacting with the beast. It just turns into, like, we, we went way too far. The entire... St- because the idea is that we're trying to, like, sell Credence as the... Uh, whatever he is. Uh, the explody thingy. Um, they gave a name for the it. Obscurus. Yes, right? Because the whole idea is that that's supposed to be, like, one of the Fantastic Beasts, and that's, like, the ultimate dangerous Fantastic Beast. But, like... Isn't it an Obscurus just, like, a wizard person who never use their powers isn't yes, that the idea yes. how is that a magical beast exactly and, that, and that's how the first movie approached it was like oh yes this is this is relevant we promise uh, when when clearly but then but then the obscurus just like he just exploded at the end and it's supposed to be like oh oh he, like Newt failed yeah that's how that movie ends <laughs> but I guess he didn't I don't know if you folks remembered I remembered yeah I, I don't know it, it, we needed at least one movie where it was just Newt interacting with Beast, and he was having you know a sad? good time. I kind of want to ask. I, I shouldn't be asking this because this movie's just a mess, and it expects you to take so many things at face value. Would this movie almost be better if you hadn't seen the first one? Because it leaves it up to your imagination of maybe the first one fleshed this out a bit more. <laughs> Potentially. My my I don't know. my argument would be that the only way you would have any ounce of 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 empathy or care for these characters is if you saw the first one. That's so fair. I That's I don't fair. know about that. Um, but yeah, and, and my point about it being it already the first one already feel like Amazing Spider-Man two is that this feels like they're trying to to do the cinematic universe thing, but not make spinoff movies for it. Like they're trying to just be like, and it, it really is I guess a lot like a Batman vs Superman or that sort of thing where. It's like we're just trying to tell this story and trying to pack so much into it to quote unquote please the fans, uh, yeah. and just completely blowing up the movie. Uh, also, you know what movie has like a bazillion characters and plot lines in it, and it masters them all pretty, pretty well. Is it Avengers Endgame? De- decently well to like like a right. perfect, amazing one hundred percent. I'm gonna guess. And what and is it's also Avengers three Endgame? hours long? And and like it, it kind of leaves the room open for sequels, but like it takes care of everything. And it's a nice tidy bow. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I'm excited for us to talk about Avengers Endgame. You know what? I'm not I'm, not excited I'm to sorry. talk about. I, I like like when when you got like David Ayer and he's like at the, the little screening for Suicide Squad. He's like F Marvel. And I'm just like, <laughs> or you got Zack Snyder going. Oh, we, Batman's a killer. You're 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 living in an F and dream world if you if you think otherwise. <laughs> And I'm like J.K. Rowling, <laughs> like all, all these all these people that I think are just like full crap are just merging together <laughs> into one person, and it's they're all merging into the Warner Brothers logo. <laughs> You're not wrong. This I like, movie is I like to think by Warner Brothers. By the way, yes. just, just so everybody knows, I like I like to think that if Warner Brothers. I don't know how Disney ended up with Marvel Studios. I don't remember what the the entire backstory of that is. 
Um, was it was it was it just that Disney owned the rights and then, or did did Marvel make Iron Man and then like sell themselves to Disney? How, how did that work? Do you remember? Do you have I'm idea? pretty sure it was like 2009, 2010 when they bought Marvel, so they were already into the MCU. That's why the first several Marvel movies have Paramount Pictures. Right, right. Because Paramount had those rights somehow, just because, or bought. Or I think they had distribution rights. Maybe in some that's production. what it is. I, I I don't think. Yeah. They helped them get the movies made. They I'm, did not own I'm, I'm, the characters. I'm just imagining a world. I don't know. I don't know if uh, this ever happened. Um, but like, I I I like to think that if Warner Brothers ever approached Marvel Studios, like, hey, uh, we'll offer you a bunch of money to come uh, come make your movies for us. I like to think Kevin Feige would have just been like, I'm I'm good. I you're you're fine. <laughs> That's Marvel cool. is closed today, sir. Uh, yeah, because Warner Brothers does seem to have an affinity for just destroying everything they touch uh, the longer they hold on to it and associating themselves with people who don't seem to care. <laughs> um, it's David Yates needs to quit doing these movies. I don't know if it's just like it sucks the soul out of him or what. <laughs> I don't think I have ever seen like any interviews with him, or I don't think I could tell you what he looks like or anything. Uh, well, like you and I complain consistently about his movies, about how how washed out those last Harry Potter movies are, and and like there's a point to that, but they don't look pretty, right? Like the the action scenes aren't a joy to watch because they're just so dour and miserable looking, and you get to the the end scene of of, of Harry Potter. Deathly Hallows Part 2 and it's supposed like, to be like oh it's supposed to be lightened up and then they don't do De- that Deathly Hallows Part 2 when they finally even though the the movie completely kind of wrecks this the way this plot works out anyway but like there there should have been a moment when the sun comes up after they after Harry's like hey Voldemort I'm not dead uh, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are hanging out on the bridge no 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 I'm saying before that up. I'm saying the the battle oh, okay. during the battle yeah. there should have been a moment where we turn into this it turns into the the big battle version of the fireworks scene from Order of the Phoenix where there's just colors there's people all the all the good wizards are mowing down the Death Eaters with their, their fancy colorful people doing fun silly magic stuff uh, to take out these grim serious Death Eaters that would have been excellent if da- and David Yates can do it because he directed the fifth one and I'm like why are I watching these movies? <laughs> but then, like, you get to these ones, and it's like it's set in the past, and they're just washed out, miserable <laughs> looking. And they're kind of supposed to be fun because because Newt's like a, a quirky character, and he's dealing with these ma- magical beasts. And I'm like, number one, the special effects are still a mixed bag. A lot of the the Fantastic Beasts still don't look great. Sure. This is kind of weird. I feel like they should have gotten this right by now. <laughs> um. And then, like, it's still very washed out. Like, I don't understand this style of filmmaking for magic-based movies. Yep. It's about magic. It's about fun. <laughs> Allegedly. Why is, why is Johnny Depp ordering a small child to be killed? What is it with this movie and child murder? I, I would argue that uh, like this is this is the most egregious oh, example even, of this since even Star touch Wars Episode Three. Like, I'm expecting Hayden Christensen to walk in and be like. Grindelwald, that was cold. This is ridiculous. What? So, so here's here's the thing we haven't even touched on yet: the fact that we just finished talking about the Twilight franchise. Um, how did like? 
Obviously, the Twilight franchise, I, I think in, in a lot of ways, the, the, the way that that franchise was going somehow convinced Warner Brothers that they needed to jump on that trend when they already had their own trend going and completely kind of screw up the sixth movie, which I think sort of uh, ruined the foundation of the next two in a way that was not really recoverable and really only continued to get worse. Um, yes. But, like... <sighs> I re- I remember when like the the Harry Potter movies were good, <laughs> like like coming out it was like they were they were because when did Order of the Phoenix come out? Do you do you have that on the top of your head? Two thousand seven, and and Twilight was two thousand seven, correct? Two thousand eight. Okay. The first Twilight came out between Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood oh, Prince. Exactly, and so I'm like, when did wait when did Half Blood Prince come out? Two thousand nine. Interesting. Okay. How much? That's weird. I'm I'm wondering how much Twilight could have actually influenced that. Then I don't know. Don't, that's 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 strange to me because it clearly is trying to do a Twilight thing. Yeah, I don't um, know. But I do remember when when probably around the time Order of the Phoenix came out, and it was like this is awesome. Love this. Or at least I did as a kid. Uh, and. Twilight was coming out, and I was like, eh, Twilight, oh, no, I don't, like, this is for girls, it's the worst. Uh, and now, like, somehow the Harry Potter franchise is just on a run of just the worst movies. And I'm like, how did, how did we end up here? Like, I don't, I don't really have any, like, deep textual analysis to, to speak of as far as comparing this to, like, Breaking Dawn Part 2. But I'm just like... How did we end up here? <laughs> At least Breaking Dawn Part 2 had some so bad it's good moments. Yes. Like, there were several moments where I was just laughing out loud. I, I, I will say, though, I do want to give this movie some credit. I thought it was more interesting and entertaining than the first Fantastic Beasts. Mostly because I was perpetually confused. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's one way to do it. There's this, uh, this I, I believe it's it's fairly disproven uh, idea that in, in when lifting weights you're supposed to confuse the muscles. Uh, you're supposed to you're supposed to do things that like make your muscles be like, well, well how, why, why are we doing this? What happened? How did we get here? Uh, which is I think just completely <laughs> wrong. Um, but this is this is that. Wait, you don't squat with 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 hundred pound dumbbells just sitting on your head. <laughs> This is that, but for your brain. I've been working out incorrectly for years. This is this is confusing your brain muscles. This is this is the movie confusing oh, your yes. brain muscles. This is Fantastic Beasts: The Confusing of the Brain Muscles. <laughs> Grindelwald. <laughs> Parentheses. Grindelwald. <laughs> like I, I'm sure we could break down the plot more. No, it's just random things that happen. I, don't really I, care, I didn't even though. finish the point that got us on the, the long spiral about homosexuality in film. Uh, the Oh, God. The, the bit with the breakable valve thing, that was not clarified at all through the entire movie, but it's like a MacGuffin that we don't... No one talks about it. No one really says anything about like what it means. We don't even get like a, a, an insight into like, oh, this thing's important. It's just yeah. like, this is a thing... Like at one point, the dude that betrays... Uh, the other dudes with Grindelwald at the beginning on the flight scene, he has it in his mouth, I think, and like that his tongue like does a weird thing. I don't really know what that was about. Uh, uh, I I don't 
I don't know. Also, Grindelwald, like, stops a Ministry of Magic dude, or I guess whatever the American version of that is, from dying by, like, stopping him above the water when he falls from the chariot. And I'm like, you, you kill the baby later. What are you doing? Well, that's that's the confusing thing. Because he, I believe he says in his speech towards the end, he's like, I don't kill anyone. Except for babies. Well, he doesn't technically kill the baby. <laughs> so I, no, no, that, no I'm being serious. I don't know if it's supposed to be he's riding on technicality. So what you're saying is this is a villain. But like if, if, if these, if these yahoos that I've all, I've conned all of them into showing up to my, my, my secret wizard uh, Nazi rally. <laughs> Like, they didn't seem like a baby get killed. They're not going to know if it was me or, or, or uh, Gary standing next to me who <laughs> killed the baby. Like, come on. This is, so, so what you're telling me is this is a guy who watched Zack Snyder talking about Batman killing people and saying, well, you know, he did. He, he just he just stops the guy from, from uh, getting the grenade away from his face. So it's fine. He didn't what actually kill him. What is it with him. Warner Brothers movies and what, weird murder what you're, logic? What you're telling me is this is a guy who, who watched that interview uh, back in 19, the 1940s, it was like, huh, it's a pretty good idea. And then just has proceeded to be like, oh, didn't ki- d- that wasn't me, didn't kill you, uh, it's fine, you know, I that was the, I just told this guy to do it, he didn't have to, he's his own man. Uh, the baby scene is just, like, it, it's, it's so strange because it's, he sends the woman in there to go kill it and then closes the door and, like, Again, we had baby murder in the last movie we reviewed, which is, I think, the first time I've said that in any any episodes, much less back-to-back ones, um, about beloved young adult franchises. <laughs> and, the, oh, there, sorry, there's two baby murder in this. I forgot. Because Lita switches yes. the baby and then... Baby, uh, sorry, sorry, baby manslaughter is, is, I suppose, what it would be. Um, but, like... I don't understand why that's a plot point. Because it's like you're not... He's not killing the baby, so you're not like... Because like that at least... As much as that is just like a stupid way to show that a villain is evil, at least if you do that, you pull the Voldemort uh, sort of parallel. You're like, oh, because Voldemort starts off his whole thing is that he tried to kill Harry as a baby, didn't work. So like, that's an interesting... It's like, oh... This guy is also he's a Voldemort got was inspired by him like you know this is a pretty bad dude. He did the Voldemort thing. He killed the baby with his wand. It's pretty pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up dude. At least you've got something going on there where the audience can click something in their brain. But this is just like <laughs> we need to make this guy evil. We have not given nearly enough screen time for him to be an interesting character. Uh so let's just like have tell someone to kill a baby. That's probably we're probably good, right? That's backstory. All right, sounds good. Movie sucks. <laughs> yep. I I have to ask the question. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I feel all you really don't. To don't ask do it. Question. I don't know what. You, just don't. Just stop. How did you feel about the lack of a climax? Nicholas like Flamel the... is in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Isn't there a bit where he, like, opens a cabinet and the Sorcerer's Stone is just sitting there? And it's like, oh, yes, okay, there it is. there is. Like, okay, that's that's kind of lame. All right. Thanks. He, I like... He, he kills he, Fire Dragon? I, what, no, what are we doing? Moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> I like the idea of this ending in theory where it's everybody just, like, somehow finds their way to this rally 
with Grindelwald, and he seduces several of our key players over to his side. Sure. And it's it's like this this focal this meeting point of all these different uh, stories. You know what that sounds. You, you know what this would be great as. Uh, so so fight. You're gonna say a book. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, so you you've got this five movie series, right? Uh, Allegedly. Ideally, this would be the end of the fourth movie. We've we've gotten used to all these characters. We've we understand them. We know their motivations. We know why they do things, and we don't think any of them are dumb or useless or literally just blank pieces of paper that are kind of bouncing around some walls. Um, and. So, so we we get the big twist. Oh, oh, oh no! Some of the, some of them change sides. Some of them we lost them to Grindelwald. Grindelwald could you know seduce them with his his words about calling Muggles names and and showing them that there's a big explosion somewhere. Uh, the it's probably just the drugs, I guess, but that's neither here nor there. Um, brooms and that run on water. That run on, the implication at the end of this is that Dumbledore is going to find a way to break his his vow. And go to war against Grindelwald. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, the coming storm penultimate chapter. We're building up for the big final battle where everyone's gonna do war, and that's gonna be even as the third movie in the franchise. That would probably work. That would be great uh, to be like, oh, we don't. We thought we knew where this is going. We don't. We don't. You know, the, we've they really twisted things around. Now we've got this. The the sides have been even. Maybe maybe the first few movies show that Grindelwald is kind of losing his 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 power maybe maybe they're starting to, to win some victories against him and then suddenly he, he gets these guys on his side the Dumbledore's over here he's like I'm gonna go kill Grindelwald if they work together they they you know are able to or they, they these two plot lines work together to, to lead us to this is the big massive battle that's coming and, and, you know maybe we'll get one more movie of that build up of that and then book, movie five is just gonna be all this is a wizard battle it's gonna be cool wizard battles uh, it doesn't work as movie two in a movie where you just introduced half of these characters. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Well, then also, the fact that there's not really, like, a final battle, it's basically Grindelwald escapes, creates a bunch of fire dragons, and then they take care of them in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, that ending is nothing. Uh-huh. And and Newt going, I've chosen a side. I'm like, I mean, against Wizard <laughs> Hitler. Like, we're very proud of you, Newt. We're glad also, you finally also realized. Your, your, also, your ex girlfriend just died 30 seconds ago. I like. I'm. So, <laughs> Newt doesn't really like. There's not a nuanced decision here. I feel <laughs> maybe I'm missing particularly something. difficult. I have to say. We haven't ever really gone, or at least circled back to Queenie, which is just, <laughs> just like, what, what are you doing? You know, the best part is, she, like, she goes with the Grindelwald, and, like, uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Jared. Kowalski, whatever his name is. Jacob. He's Joshua. Like, don't, like, don't go. Like, we're not going to be together if you go with him. And And being with Jacob is, like, her whole reason for existing. And then she just leaves. <laughs> because she she's like, he wants to make wizards be able to marry muggles. But like she she can't do she can't marry him. She's with a wizard who, who kills muggles. I don't, what are we what's happening? 
Well, to be fair, the way Grindelwald paints I'd himself, he's like, I'd rather not. The 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 humans, the normal people, they they like. I don't think of them as lesser. I just think of them as different. Like he, he I feel like there's a discrepancy between how he actually feels and how he describes it. Sure. I don't feel like the movie does a good job of showing. Hey, Queenie's been tricked by the wizard Nazis. By the wizard Nazis, there are heroes on both sides. <laughs> Evil is everywhere. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. George Lucas, we need you. Come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Save us from these confusing times. You know what I found very insulting? Whenever they'd weave in the Harry Potter theme. Did they? They did a couple times. Wasn't it mostly just at Hogwarts? Yeah, but they do it at the very, like, okay. the opening titles with that, that, oh, that, that Wizarding World logo. <laughs> You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the Wizarding World logo or the Dark Universe logo. <laughs> I, find, I find them both equally repulsive. <laughs> Do we have to watch the third one whenever that inevitably comes out? <laughs> you know... I don't care about Credence, like him being a threat. I don't care. Hey, maybe it'll be good. (laughs) 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 Oh, you really threw me for a loop there. (laughs) Okay. Let's let's go ahead and grade this sucker and move on with our lives. (laughs) All right, Tyler, what you doing? F, I assume you you have the, the I was perfectly. Oh, you're going F minus. I was aren't perfectly you? happy to just sort of think this movie was bad and move on with my life. But the more we've <laughs> talked about this, the more I've realized this is an F minus. <laughs> By oh, God, that's great. Oh, oh that's dude. that's glorious. I'm so it happy made me we a lo- came I, to that. In all in all seriousness, it made me a lot angrier than Alien Covenant did after I made, I started thinking about it. Oh my whereas, god! Whereas Alien Covenant, Catherine Waterston, what have you done? Still terrible movie. But uh, as we talked about this, I was like, huh, that's a, it's pretty bad. What was what did, my? What did you give Covenant? It was an F, I believe. Where are you at? Yeah, F. Um, you have see, no idea how happy that makes see, me. That, see, that, th- this movie just just killed your soul. Well, well that's the thing too is that I thought that also the Harry Potter franchise now has two F minuses. I don't know. I don't know how we got here. Um, the thing is that the uh, like the Alien franchise. It I've discussed this before in this podcast. It wore me out. Three movies in, I was done. Yeah. <laughs> the Alien Predator grouping, I was tired the entire time we reviewed those movies. Um, he, he still hasn't let me forget it. That's accurate. He still blames me. I never me. will. Uh, I always will. Uh, they, they're always going to hold it against me. Yes. Even even on my deathbed, he's he's going <laughs> to. I'm going to be like Tyler. You've got to forgive me for especially, everything that I've done. Especially because at that point we'll have watched, we'll have had to watch another like seven Alien movies or whatever. Yeah, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I forgive you for everything. That, you know, all, all of your, your, your wrongs, and I hope you forgive me for all of my wrongs." However, <laughs> I have one last point to make. I have one last point to make that just cannot be forgiven. <laughs> just can't, can't do it. Uh, but that franchise, I was, I was just bored and tired and done with by the end, and, and every subsequent movie we've done. 
Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I, I thought that was about where I was. And then he watched Fantastic Beasts. Well, I was going to say, I thought that's about where I was with this one. I thought I thought after watching this movie, I was just like, I'm done. But apparently this movie, this franchise still has the capacity to make me angry on top of thinking the movie is terrible. So good for you, Warner Brothers. You did it. Yay us. They are, once again, and this movie just reaffirms this, the worst film studio. It really is like, and, and maybe I'll feel differently in, in 20 years after Kevin Feige and, and even Bob Iger, who I know a lot of people are like very wary of and generally dislike, uh, but I think he's managed Disney fairly well. Uh, but at the moment, it really is like when people are, are talking about, you know, like, oh, we're, you know, Disney's building a monopoly and there's a there's a whole conversation to be had about this and, and, and sort of the the economics of this and whether or not I mean it's generally probably a bad thing but the general fact that they bought Fox and I I just I have a I have a hard time reconciling the fact that like this is somehow a worse universe than when Fox owned these properties or like than when Warner Brothers owns these popular franchise like. <sighs> Disney respects what they're making for the most part. I, I get the general. They allow these creative people to 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 work in their giant mega mega billion uh, conglomerate. Like they at least give people the space to make things they like, and they're like, "That's nice. We'll go we'll go ship this off and, and return a billion dollars for it. That sounds good." Whereas, like you've got stuff like Warner Brothers and Fox who just will not let a movie just be a movie. Will not let a franchise just be a franchise, and will just run it into the ground for as long as it takes for them to die. It's like you're choking someone to death, but you're going, "No, no, you're fine. I'm saving you. It's fine." Yes, I'm giving you life right now. Then the person's dead. Yep. If that's how the Hobbit movies happened. Oh my god. Um, well, you've put me in quite the predicament here. Oh? Because I came into this going, oh, what did I give the first Fantastic Beasts? Let me look again, just to Probably like an F, that. right? <laughs> I gave it a D plus. Okay. I thought, it was boring, not particularly good, but whatever, it's fine. Um, and this one, when I watched it, I genuinely found it more interesting than the first one. Sure. Not better... But interesting. Sure. I wanted to know how it was going to end, Tyler. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I, w- I wanted it to end. That's that's different. <laughs> Just take out some words there. <laughs> Just take out some words there. Um, so originally I was like, I, I could potentially, depending on how the conversation goes, go to like a C- or something. However... Tyler's put me in quite the predicament here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's your great. I won't be offended. I, I just that's that's how I felt. Well, well, just like you're willing to go down to an F minus, I kind of feel willing to. I'm not going to go F minus. I'm not. I'm not doing that. It, it, this movie didn't anger me nearly enough for sure. that. Um, this movie, I will say, it's it's less of a. It's one of the 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 smallest reaches I think I've seen in terms of going from the quality of movie to getting the F minus. Because <laughs> there are movies that I've given F minuses that probably had more going for it than I really uh, wanted to give them credit for. 
yeah. and so it was it was like it was a, a higher F that I, I pulled down to an F minus. This one it was it was already I thought it was terrible. <laughs> it was just like let's <laughs> And then we just pulled it down. Lower. I was just like, oh let's just tweak that. That sounds good. Yeah. Alright. I, I think I know what I'm I'm giving. I'm gonna give it a D. Okay. And let me explain my logic for that. The lowest grade I gave for any of the Harry Potter movies was a D. And that was to Half Blood Prince. Sure. And while I think overall just comparing not necessarily as an adaptation but just comparing the movies themselves Half-Blood Prince is probably better but I think I'd rather watch this movie just because it doesn't have the stink of Half-Blood Prince if that makes any sure. sense sure um, so I'm gonna go D it's not good um, these are all semantics. Nothing actually matters. Watch the movie if you want. Our grades mean nothing. But don't watch the movie, in all seriousness. Um, and if you care about the Harry Potter movies, and you're in love with them, and you're deep in the lore, and you, you love everything J.K. Rowling puts out, and you, you think these movies are brilliant, comment. Send us something on the Twitters or the Gmails or something. Tell us why we're wrong, and we won't respond. <laughs> I might, we'll read it. I respond. No, we we'll read it at least. <laughs> we'll probably see nothing else. We'll probably do nothing else. We're lazy like that. We barely have enough energy to watch these movies and to record a podcast. That's accurate. What are we doing next week? Is it Creed Two? Is that is that the next thing? Is it? Check check. I think you're I'm right. Sure you have a schedule. By God. <laughs> <laughs> We have seen the light. We, oh my, Tyler. I hope you realize we haven't had a movie that we actually like, legitimately liked since Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was ten episodes ago. We, we had so many problems with that movie. <laughs> it was ten episodes ago. It's been two and a half months. <laughs> You know, you know the, we've been surrounded by trash for too long. You know the the meme. Uh, We're giving Creed two A pluses just because of that, right? Probably. I I legitimately <laughs> really love that movie. I'll have to see. I'll have to see how I felt about it. You know, but yes. Yeah, so so confirming we are doing Creed two next. Yes. Yes. And then it will be uh, Bumblebee will be after that for a big one fiftieth. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the what was I going to say? Uh, you know the meme. I I, I forget that I I actually watched this the other day because I was curious. Uh, it's a, it's a meme of somebody reviewing Popeye's butterfly shrimp, <laughs> and and he's he's wearing a suit. It's it's like the the Weekly Report or something like that is the name of the YouTuber, and he he yeah. he's he's reviewing this and he's like, uh, it's terrible, and he's like, my disappointment is immeasurable, my day is ruined. Uh, my my reaction when you said Creed two was the opposite of that, and apply it to the like whole week, like. <laughs> It was just, it was just genuinely elated to realize. Oh wait, we we get relief. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. It's been two and a half months. It's called Aquaman. Oh no. Um. So. You can find us online at heroofthesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCCSequels. And you can find us uh, on iTunes if you search Here Come the Sequels. I missed something. You can find us through email if you go to herecomethesequels at gmail.com. 
you, if if you've been following our adventures, you may you may know that YouTube uh, suspended us because they considered us spam. Uh, we never we never really got a clear answer on that. Uh, so uh, we we have been on a journey to find a new video hosting service, and we we did attempt to go to GeoCities. Um, unfortunately, GeoCities determined that uh, we were responsible for starting a multi-billion uh, international corporation, which was responsible for uh, kind of kind of secretly and inadvertently. Uh, gathering large amounts of, of privacy and user data and, and selling it uh, to the highest bidder. Um, extremely unethical. Uh, it was, Tyler is also uh, Daniel Craig's secret was, half-brother it was, that he doesn't know accurate. about. That's uh, accurate. And so, so uh, they didn't... The author of all his pain, if you will. They, they did not appreciate our uh, ethical uh, responsibility when it comes to user privacy. Uh, so as, as such, they... I don't understand why. As, like, what's the issue? As such, they did kick us out. Um, so that being said, we will, we will be uh, actually turning to Facebook uh, to host our our videos from now on, uh, which is, after all, the superior video hosting platform. Correct. By Facebook. <laughs> oh boy. I don't like it. <laughs> uh. Next week we will be reviewing Creed Two. I'm excited about that. I I genuinely love that when I watched it in theaters. I'll have to I'll have to see how it how how I feel after. There's going to be a glorious tear in my eye as I watch Creed Two. <laughs> you know why? Is that it's been two and a half months? Is that going to be you getting Fantastic Beast out of your system? <laughs> it's going to be me getting the Fantastic Beast, the Crimes of Grindelwald. All of the Twilight movies, even the ones we kind of like. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. Honor Majesty's Secret Service. You only live twice. Thunderbolt. Get them all out of here. <laughs> it's going to be an emotional roller coaster, and I'm going to love it. I believe it. I've got a detox, Tyler. <laughs> I've got a detox. Good stuff. Okay. All right, everybody. <laughs> We're done. There's other things we could say about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, I'm sure, but who cares? Uh, Art is subjective. Nothing is real. Correct.